Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 84. A lot has been going on. And, uh, you know what? You know what sucks is that literally the last episode, when, uh, when I finished recording, something exciting happened. And I like last episode, but this would have been so perfect and topical for the last podcast because it goes with what I was saying about grit. Now, there are a handful of topics I keep going back to because they're always going to be relevant in modern society. And, uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll just go over it really quickly. So on Friday, no, Friday or Thursday? I think on Thursday. When did, oh no, Friday. I did the podcast on Friday. On Friday, there's this guy, and supposedly he's done this many times before. His name is David Levitt. Um, and he's a piece of shit. <laughs> so let me go to his, he got a lot of attention for this. He tried to, he called the cops over this. He tried to get a woman fired over this. His, um, his main picture on, on Twitter is that at real Donald Trump blocked him and he wears that as a badge of honor. Typically when people do that sort of thing, you know what kind of person they are. And, uh, he, uh. He's an award-winning multimedia journalist for CBS, AXS, Yahoo, Examiner, etc. He loves video games, tech, travel. Uh, he forgot to he forgot to put he's a piece of shit. He has two hundred ten thousand followers. And on Friday, um, look, you know, you know, this this is borderline gossipy because a lot of what I will talk about on this show is. Um, it's inconsequential to your daily life and it's inconsequential in the sense that it's not national news but in a philosophical aspect it is because these are the types of people who are guiding culture they are posting they are writing articles um and uh these are journalists. This guy is considered a journalist, and he has a, a huge following. And and uh, he's a microcosm of the state of man. And because the state of man is so damaged and so feminized, then, then that's why you're starting to see more manly women. I mean, there's a shift happening, and it, it goes against nature, and I don't like it. So this guy, he tweeted... Um, on January 17th, he said, this target manager, Tori, is not honoring the price their, uh, the price of their items per Massachusetts lot. And he tried to buy, so it's a picture of one cent. The price is listed as one cent. It's for an Oral-B uh, uh, toothbrush. First of all, you don't, uh, it's, a, it's um, what's it called? A battery-powered toothbrush. You don't need that. Use your hand. Your hand is battery powered. <laughs> you don't. You just move your hand a little bit quicker. Not everything needs to be so easy. So he's flipping out over this battery powered toothbrush that he so desperately needs. And it's the display. It clearly says display. So it's not a scent. The display is up. It. It, it was a little mistake. And he posted a picture of the woman who's not letting him buy that for a cent. And he then posted a screenshot of the Massachusetts lot. So he blasted this woman. He put her name out there. 
didn't censor her face or anything, wants her to get fired. Then he goes on to say, I just had to call the police because Target refused to sell me the toothbrush. Then he goes on to say, I did not call 911. I called the business number for the police and told them it was not an emergency and they could take their time and explain the situation. Now, the good thing about Twitter sometimes is that is that when someone is such an asshole, this this crosses uh, political boundaries. This is not a left or right issue. This is a, this is guys a, a clear clear piece of shit, and and uh, everyone piled on him after. I'm actually surprised he didn't delete the tweet. I was I was thinking, okay, I need to screenshot this because he's for sure gonna delete it. No, like the blocked Donald Trump thing, he wears this as a badge of honor. He is protecting the consumers out there. Then he said, uh, the police verified at Target displayed the price of the toothbrush for one cent. The store manager, Tori, refused to sell me the toothbrush for displayed price. The police said I need to sue them and that they are making me a verified report take to court. And then he said, corporations like Target are not above the law. The police police officer told me they'd testify that they saw the price and the manager wouldn't sell me the item for the price listed. Then he says, I have not been able... <laughs> this is the this is the kicker. There's 10,000 responses to this tweet. He wrote, I have not been able to afford to go to the dentist in over three years. What? the You, um, an award-winning journalist with over 200,000 followers, cannot afford to go to the dentist? Going to the dentist is 50 bucks. You can, you can go get a Groupon for a dentist. <laughs> you're, you're retarded if you don't know how things work. And then he says, so yes, I wanted a good toothbrush. Okay, I'm going to pause right there again. Literally, literally every toothbrush you buy at a CVS or Target or whatever is a good toothbrush. Literally every toothbrush is a good toothbrush. You don't need the $200 toothbrush, and you don't need to scam Target for a cent. So he's a piece of shit. And... uh so yeah, he says, so yes, I wanted a good toothbrush and was thrilled to see such an amazing price on an Oral-B, but Target refused to honor it, and now I have to take them to court. Is he really going to go that far? I doubt it. I think he was doing this for attention. Not only is he a microcosm of the state of man, but this litigious culture we live in where everything is a lawsuit. And I was saying, I was talking about that with regards to assault and fighting. This guy has clearly never been punched in the face. This guy, this is this guy is the result of of the anti-bullying propaganda. You see what happens when you don't bully this guy. This guy is a product of divorced family, uh, uh, divorced uh, parents. Well, you know when you when you when your parents and you divorce, especially for such bullshit things, and you guys don't fix anything. And you don't put in the work into a relationship, and you don't care about each other, and you lose, and you and you fall out of love so easily, and you have kids involved. That's child abuse. This guy, David Levitt, is a res- is a, is a result of that, um, and he's a piece of shit. He's a leech on society, and the only reason, again, I'm, I have to emphasize this: the only reason I'm talking about him is because he's an example of a bigger problem. So other people posted that this isn't um that this this is a that this is a pattern 
and he um yeah so december 6th 2018 there's a tweet he wrote hey walmart your hanover um massachusetts manager for a second i'm like what the hell is ma <laughs> your hanover massachusetts manager and then he posts the guy's business card with his number and everything and his full name Ronald C. Carbone is refusing to honor a price match on at Nintendo America, Nintendo Switch games as advertised. So he does this. He just does this. Um, dude, you're an adult. Stop playing video games. Stop being a piece of shit. Go get, go get in a fight. Go get in a fight. You'll be a better person. Go get in a fight. Stop playing video games. Stop trying to scam all these companies for, for price matches. Who does that? You're a busybody. You're a piece of shit. I have to, I, I've said piece of shit like 10 times because people like this get me really mad. Um, And then uh, another one. This is from June 29th, who knows what year. He says, hey, at McDonald's, your employee, and then whoever reposted this, blocked out the name, is refusing to refill my drink. The McDonald's employee, blah, 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 is refusing to take my order and refill my drink. He, he posted this like, Three times. I will not be buying anything from McDonald's again. That's for certain. Refusing to fill, refill a cup that uh, just cost <laughs> you thousands of dollars. Apparently, McDonald's will only refill cups inside and not orders from drive-thru. I've never had a problem like this before. Bro, you have deeper, deeper, deeper problems than McDonald's not refill. You can't pay a buck. You can't pay a buck. You're going to blast them. You're going to blast them on your Twitter. You're like the the Christian conservatives in the 80s who would watch every channel on TV, which was possible back then because there was like 10 channels, and you'd monitor every show. And if if something wasn't according to your, um, what's it called, your beliefs and your standards – um, you'd you'd send in letters, angry letters, and you'd have a committee of people sending angry letters until they got that filth off TV. Man, if they only realized that the internet was soon to come and it would be impossible to stop the floodgates. Now, I I kind of agree with them on certain things, but this guy, David Levitt, is um garbage. Now, I'm going to move on. Because I don't need to harp on about that. It's just an example of what I was talking about last week. It's a continuation of a pattern I've been noticing more and more, especially since I've changed my um, since I've my politics has evolved and since I've been paying attention to these kinds of things more and more. The last thing I want to say about this is a really interesting story. The employee of Target who was targeted by that idiot. Uh, a pro-Trump account on Twitter started a GoFundMe to send her on vacation for dealing with him and raised... The goal was $5,000. They raised $32,000, which is pretty cool considering, uh, you know, sometimes most most of the internet is, is garbage and sometimes there's some wholesome stuff. So that was pretty cool. So um, I went to the Women's March on Saturday in Los Angeles in downtown. First of all, I was expecting a way bigger crowd. It was pretty low energy. From what I've heard from people who've been there for the past three years, it's been, the crowds have been dwindling. The excitement has been dwindling. And, um, you guys, I, I am, 
I learned a lot about myself at the Women's March. I realized that I've been wrong about everything, and I am a sexist, and I hate women because what I was saying before was that, you know, women should not sleep around, and they should find a life partner, a husband, and get married and have as many kids as they can and have a long, fruitful, and happy life. Now, I was a sexist for and and that they shouldn't be in the workforce and that they shouldn't vote in, or anything like that. Again, by choice. That I'm not saying there should be a law that should ban them from those things, but but um, they'd be a lot happier not to pay attention to politics. It's 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 a very masculine atmosphere. It's war, and uh, you shouldn't pay attention to it. Have kids. Don't go to work. And uh, maybe go to college only for the purpose of finding your husband, and that's it. So I was a sexist for believing all those things, and, and I clearly hated women because I wanted the best for them, and I don't want them to be masculine, and I don't want them to act like men, and I think men should act like men. I'm actually, you know, I was frustrated with both of the sexes, but I, uh, I went to the Women's March on Saturday, and I realized I was completely wrong. And um, now I'm a feminist, and I believe that women should just fuck around and, 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 um, you know, be a degenerate. Well, they're not degenerates. I'm sorry. I take that back and, and be like us, be like men, you know, um, stop giving, you know, I used to think stop giving away your vagina for free and, um, make us work for it and make us appreciate it and get off the dating ops. I used to think that way, but I went to the women's March on Saturday and, and I'm, I did a whole 180 because, um, I heard some, energetic passionate interesting smart people speak like actress bella thorne and former male caitlin jenner and and um lizzo i saw her and some other random people who are way smarter and virtuous than i am and have really thought about these issues way longer than i have on a deep level not at not at not at a Teen Vogue, Cosmopolitan, Harper's Bazaar, Vice level, but on a deep, deep level. These people have really, really thought about this. Like when Bella Thorne was talking about how um, how Viagra and men's razors aren't taxed, but women's razors and tampons are taxed. Now, look, I didn't look into it. I don't know if that's true or not. And also, you know, that that's a huge, 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 huge problem that women are facing. And I didn't look into it. But um, I believe she is not only right, but um, but I I I I was evil. I was evil for believing all those things. So I am with women. I think they should be whores. Now I look up to whores. I think they should be whores. I think they should shouldn't care about their bodies. I think that they should all be fat, disgusting pigs because being fat is not da- not uh, unhealthy. So I, 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 I think that they, should, they shouldn't care about aesthetic. They shouldn't care about how they present themselves to the outside world. I, 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 I think that they should be angry uh, because America is oppressive. I'm kidding, you guys. Man, I kept, kept that up for a really long time. I'm kidding. I did go to the Women's March. I did see some... some it, it, it was as if it was a convention for tragic people. And the convention was called Tragic Lost People. <laughs> tragic Lost Ugly Fat um, Ugly Hearted People. I don't know. There there has to be some sort of catchier name. Oh yeah, feminists. 
a gathering of feminists. I saw a dude with a sign that, that says, I apologize. Bro, what are you apologizing for? That's not how you're, you're not going to get laid. Sorry, but they hate you. You're not going to get laid. Uh, pretty much every dude there was either, either probably in a polyamorous relationship or gay or gay but not knowing they're gay. And um, I saw I saw a group of kids, which actually um, this this publication that I really like, and I get a lot of the stories I talk about on the podcast from them. They're I think they're fairly new. They're called National File NationalFile.com. They used my video. They used my they one of them hit me up on Twitter. The person who was writing this hit me up on Twitter and was like, "Hey, uh, I saw you posted this video about of little kids chanting fuck Donald Trump. Uh, can you tell me more about that?" And I said, yes, absolutely. I, I said, everyone there thought it was funny. Everyone there encouraged it. And then I said, when the kids stopped chanting, the adults would then uh, encourage them to continue. So you're, when you have to use kids to, to, um, for your, for your pol- to, to, to further your poli- political agenda, um, not only are you, are you immoral and evil, Maybe, I mean, maybe they're just dumb and not evil. Maybe I shouldn't use the word evil, but but y- you should never use kids. It, it's so weird because this is a Saturday. This is how these people decided to spend their Saturday. Now, you can say, well, you were there. I was curious. Also, my friend uh, Fleckus, who I've had on this podcast before, he was there, and I wanted to meet up with him. I ended up in his video. And uh, I've never been to anything like this, so I... I mean, I've been to some Black Lives Matters rallies and just to really just to check it out and and be undercover and and uh, see if I'm wrong. Right. I wasn't wrong. It was it was it was way more troubling. Than I could imagine. I was actually talking to my friend and I'm like, bro, I'll let you know if there's any hot girls there, because, you know, a lot of hot girls consider themselves feminists. There wasn't there wasn't one hot girl there. They were all disgusting, fat, disgusting pigs. And um, I like to be proven wrong once in a while. Um, this was a shit show. I, they didn't even know what they were protesting about. There was people protesting for veganism because the animals are mothers too and women too. Okay, I guess that kind of makes sense. There were people protesting about climate change. There were people protesting about overthrowing the United States government. Which, isn't it cool that in the United States you can outwardly uh, protest about that that you're allowed to do that um that's how awesome the united states is there was people protesting about donald trump there was people i mean it was just it, it, there was there was a group of women holding up signs about their periods like they were basically protesting having periods um i this is the same as if um you're protesting nature you're just protesting nature and evolution <laughs> it's in human biology it's crazy what are you pro- what are you what are you really angry at are you angry at the fact that you didn't have a dad that your parents divorced uh that you didn't have a masculine figure in your life that every boyfriend since then since you didn't have a dad has treated you like shit so you think men are like that you're inviting the wrong kind of dudes you you're sleeping around you're you're um you're unhappy I, I tweeted, I still don't understand what this protest is about. Try vegan, please. 
And um, but again, back to the thing. They, they so they wrote this article based on this video that I posted. They're using kids as their puppets. It's it's such a shame what they're doing. You're spending your Saturday. You're dragging your kids to this. It's not fun. It's miserable. You're surrounded by miserable people. Like again, Bella Thorne, who was speaking. You were molested. You're an actress. You were molested on the casting couch as a child actor by pedophiles. You should be talking about that, not peddling uh, talking po- feminist talking points that don't make sense. Like this sign I saw: sisterhood or sisterhood, sisterhood over capitalism. Um, then the some the women are blocking it. Sisterhood is med. What med? What honor your queer and trans ancestors? What? What are you talking about? What are you angry about? It's kind of like how um, the people are protesting that there should be more women directors. Bro, uh, Hollywood is the most woke sector in, 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 in this, the, the most woke, um, what's it called, uh, uh, group. The most woke, it's like it's like how most of DC is is liberal. Like you want to see this problem change? I thought this is what you guys were all about. I thought you guys were all feminists, and um, you're still a piece of shit. It, I'm, and I'm not. I, I'm only talking about with the rules that they create. They don't even follow the rules they create. Um. So yeah, the the. It was really depressing, the Women's March. And it brings me to mind this thing, I, this tweet I saved from the, the religious philosopher from the early 20th century. His name is G.K. Chesterton. I've probably mentioned him before, and this is a tweet I saved. There's a, the, an account I follow that they post his quotes. And, um, and he's someone I, I probably would have liked if he was still alive. But he said, free love is a contradiction in terms. The definition of love is a limitation to a certain object. Think about that for a second. Um, when you, when you, it's like, it's like, um, it's like fast food. No one likes fast food. No one appreciates fast food. You like it for a second and that's it. And you, but you kind of keep going back, but it's, it's cheap. You can throw away half of, like, you can eat half of the meal and throw it away and don't feel like you're wasting anything. You're never satiated. You're, you're, it's not nurturing. It's not, it's not, um, nutritious. And, uh, it doesn't nurture your soul. It doesn't, there doesn't really do anything for you. So if you look at love in the same terms, and if you look at sex in the same terms, um, it's never a positive thing. It's, it's, it's always, uh, you're, you're, you're basically just, um, satiating your primal, uh, urges and that's it. It's kind of like masturbation. Like you feel bad about it immediately after it doesn't do anything positive for you. And then there's going to be people on the side. No, it's actually good for your, uh, libido and it's actually good for your prostate and it's actually good for all these things. And you can't, you won't get ball cancer and all that. Yeah, maybe, but maybe it takes away your urges to go out and find a a mate, a real one. And maybe it starts to rewire your brain to look at women a certain way, porn. So, So they use these terms like free love 
or um, oh yeah, another big thing about the women's march was abortion. And you should hear the things that these people were saying. Uh, the way that they look at life, the way that they look at sex, the way that they look at all these things, it's so disposable. It's bizarre. It's almost as if they probably wished that they were aborted. It's um, it, it, they they look at everything, every aspect about life as something as cheap and disposable, like they would uh, fast food. It, it it's a it's a real shame. It it just goes to show that their parents weren't really there, weren't really nurturing them, weren't really teaching them. They probably didn't have uh, conversations at dinner time at the dinner table, which is very important. I had that probably five days a week, six days a week maybe. And um, that's something. If you really look at it, it's been it's becoming old fashioned. There's no more communication. And when there's no more communication, it's easier for people to be to to be susceptible to um to the to the brainwash that that is happening with with the media, with politics, with with all these things. Like there's an article every week about how single females are the most happy. Really? Are they? Maybe they are in their twenties. Go go talk to them again when they're in their forties or fifties or sixties. Go go see how happy they are then. It's easy to be happy in your twenties. You're not in pain. You're full of life. Things are relatively new to you. You're open to new experiences. You have disposable income. What happens after that? What happens when you throw away the best years? Those are the best years of your life in the sense that that's when you should really be focusing on having a family, when you have the energy to be doing those things. So it's 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 really easy to to um denigrate the idea of having a family settling down having real responsibilities that that supersede your own like for for yourself um it's not that hard to take care of yourself but when you have other people involved when you have a real relationship when you have real a real family and kids and all that you have skin in the game things start to matter things start to have real meaning not frivolous meaning not not like not like what am i going to do tonight uh, i'm i guess i'm going to go out and drink and have party and have fun those aren't really things you're going to you're going to remember on your deathbed and really revere and that's that's the problem with the the women's marched people they look at every aspect of life typically it's 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 almost like a fuck you mom fuck you dad mentality you know like the 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 people pushing for traditional values real conservative values um are are they're not pushing for sexy things like is it sexy on the outside looking in to have a family no what is sexy is to have anonymous sex and to uh drink and do drugs and party and I mean, look at all the movies. Look at when the really hot characters go out. Like, I saw the worst movie ever. I, I For some reason, I went to watch Bad Boys. And there's, like, the club scene and the hot girls or the hot girls walking across the beach. Like, it's easy to sell that. Like, it's easy to sell fast food. It's harder to sell food that's a little bit more expensive and healthy. I mean, again, liver, for example, I talk about it a lot, eating liver, eating beef, beef liver. It's one of the most healthy things you can possibly eat, but it's fucking gross. It's actually very cheap. 
and you only need to eat it once or twice a week, but it's gross. It's gross. You can't possibly market that. But you know what you can market very easily? Uh, potato chips, which I eat once in a while. Which they're great. Or french fries or, or, you know, fast food or whatever. It's so easy to market that. Or ice cream. Because it's, it's uh, you don't really have to convince people to eat that. You really don't. So if if you just start put if if all your propaganda is about sleeping around, anonymous sex, doing drugs and partying and all that, um, there isn't much effort put into those things. You don't really have to like. All you need to do is like uh, just write, yeah, go go do all those things. You're you're. It's the best years of your life. I mean, you're 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 the women who are single and not don't have kids are the happiest people. Okay, you don't really need to put a reason why. You can write articles which are pure propaganda. You could just put those out, and you don't need to put studies. You don't need to put anything. And also, all these studies that uh, that try to convince you against how we were wired naturally through biology and evolution and all that, um, you have to be a little bit weary and skeptical of um, those kinds of articles and studies because it's... Um, it goes against hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of years of evolution. Like, men are more masculine. Men will go to war. W- women are more nurturing. Women are going to uh, take care of the babies and all that. And, um, you know, that's, you don't need a study to, you know, convince people of that. But nowadays, I guess you do. It was just known that's how we were. You don't need studies for that. Um, this kind of all of this kind of brings to mind something I wrote yesterday, and um, and it goes it, it goes hand in hand with the woman's march thing, which uh, these people are very big on therapy. It it it's it's part of the fe- feminization fem- feminization of of uh, society and culture as a whole. The feminization of men talking about your feelings. You need to keep talking about your feelings and uh, burden others with that and pay for that. I mean, imagine having to pay for therapy. You're your best therapist. Your family is your second best therapist. And uh, and your significant other is also. But people pay for this because it's been part of the the brainwash. Um. And it and it also goes hand in hand with the 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 other guy I spoke about with the target thing with the toothbrush, retards. I said therapy isn't an antidote for a sick soulless populace, a society plagued by modernity by nature. Uh, oh, by nature is unfixable, and the normalization of therapy is a significant indication. Those who push for therapy are the same who never prescribe meaning through hardship as a solution. And that is kind of the antithesis of everything I'm talking about. We're supposed to wear our feelings on our sleeves. Like we're supposed to burden other people's with that, with other uh, with other people with that. Um, and 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 really, everything that's pushed just do the opposite. When everything is solved for you. When every when all your comforts are figured out, uh, there, when you have an overabundance of comfort, when you when you have the the supermarket, 
and when you have Postmates and when you have all these apps and when you have the dating apps and when you have all these things that are supposed to make your life easier and then you don't have any more meaning in your life because you rely on these things that at the push of a button can solve all your problems or so-called problems or perceived problems, things that just because something is hard doesn't mean it's a problem. Just because you're not happy all the time, which is not a normal thing, doesn't mean that there's a problem. You don't have to be happy all the time. Meaning through hardship is something that you should strive for. When, when, when you have to nurture, for instance, a kid and put all your energy in the kid and your kid and do everything you do is for, for, the, for your kid, that, that is meaning through hardship. But when, I, when everything is about you, and and your feelings and your comfort and all that, you'll never be happy. And it's like, it's like having the cheat codes in a video game. You'll never ever ever be happy. You're gonna use it though. That's the problem. You're always gonna use the cheat codes in a video game if you had access to those. So we have everything that we we do right now is a cheat code. Um. Like, I, I was using Postmates a lot. I'm not really using it a lot anymore. Uh, now I mainly use it when I'm sick and I don't want to leave the house or anything. But um, imagine if you actually had to hunt for your food. Imagine going back to that. That's why I, I keep thinking, like, the, the agricultural revolution was a mistake. The industrial revolution was a mistake. Let's go back to hunting, uh, being... <laughs> Uh, a fragmented society where we're just hunter and gatherers and we rely on our our group of a hundred people and that's it. That's it. And you have to keep moving and keep hunting. And uh, I don't know. I feel like we'd be better. I don't think we were wired for what we are experiencing right now. That's why I keep saying that, that nationalism is important. And uh, caring about your country and preserving its culture is important because that's the next best thing to the hunting and gathering. We're never going to go back unless there's like nuclear holocaust and and then a thousand people survive th- throughout the whole world and then they rebuild humanity. Like that's it. That's the only way we go back. We're not going back. It's done. So that's why I push for things like nationalism and um, and closed borders and preserving our culture and all that. And it's not racist to do that. All right. I want to move on to something that I think is very important. So I don't know if you know of or watch or know who Larry David is or know what Curb Your Enthusiasm is. But it's an HBO show that its 10th season just launched. Now, to give you a backstory, Larry David created the Seinfeld show with Jerry Seinfeld, which was probably the best show of all time. And uh, those two guys are very old school comedians. I know I don't know about Jerry Seinfeld, but Larry David, whose show Curb Your Enthusiasm just launched again, uh, he is a liberal. But there is the tides are turning right now within comedy. There's a resurgence of comedy. If you look at the 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 Netflix special for Dave Chappelle, if you look at Ricky Gervais's. Uh, another liberal. They're actually all liberals. Le- uh, Dave Chappelle, Ricky Gervais's o- opening monologue for the Golden Globes, and Larry David's new show, uh, new season. 
these guys are all liberals, but the tide is turning in the sense that they are not part of the group think that's been happening for the past five years, really ramping up in the past couple of years, really ramping up since Trump won. Um, Larry David's show came back on air, and he plays himself, and he has his friends. The whole show is basically ad-libbed. They don't really have a script. They have, they have um, uh, situations that they write out. So that's how this show is p- planned. They have situations, and the situations uh, that were happening in this opening episode of season ten was super interesting. So you don't really have to know about the show or anything. But he plays himself. So he's a he's a famous comedian writer, and uh, and that so. In the episode, he has um, the. It basically opens with him and his black friend walking on the street, and 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 as they're talking and walking, he tips over those bird scooters, the electric scooters that are lined up. He just tips it over. They don't even mention it. So right then and there, he's fighting the this um, current culture that we're in, where it's uh, the tech, like the tech revolution. He's fighting it right there. The next scene was him walking by a kid who's taking with a selfie stick a, a, a picture with him and his girlfriend and then he walks by he grabs it and he just breaks it in half and gives him the half that has the phone and that's it and it, the kid says what the fuck and then it cuts to another thing so right then and there he's setting up this episode to be a little bit different than what he's been doing he always goes against the grain he's always offensive and uh and doesn't center himself which i i always appreciate so I don't care what his politics are as long as he's for freedom of speech. And the, and then it takes a stab at Harvey. So his friend Jeff in the show, his manager and friend Jeff in the show, he looks exactly like Harvey Weinstein. So in the show, he... Uh, you know what? Let me find this for you and I'm going to play it because I started a thread. Here you go. Why did you pick? Oh, no, uh, Nancy, that is not Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> So sorry, Jeff. I, my sister's from out of town. Oh. I, I'm just, I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm, wait, I'm the host of the party. Oh, my God. I'm yes, so sorry. Yes, I'm not Harvey Weinstein. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Okay. He looks like Harvey Weinstein. He looks just like him. Yeah. So that sets up for the, the punchline of the whole episode. Which I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna get into everything about this episode. I just think it's very important what's happening right now. And if you pay attention to pop culture, this is actually very rare. So um, at that party, Larry David gets invite, get gets roped into having lunch with this guy, this other writer guy, and he really doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't like this guy. And then he figured out through a conversation before that if he wore a MAGA hat, uh, the guy is when when the guy shows up to the to the restaurant, the guy's gonna just bounce because it's so it's such a taboo to wear a MAGA hat in Los Angeles, especially in the circles that this guy runs in, and especially the circles of Hollywood. So I'll play you this clip. It's really funny. Bill! Good to see you! Sit, sit down, sit down! Boy, I'm so glad we did this. It was such a good idea. You you were definitely right. I'm, I'm starving. I hope this place is good. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a big portion of some, the food and everything. It's really a fantastic place. You know what else? I've been thinking, really thinking about this Ethiopia thing. Yeah, actually, I heard that we have some budget cuts, and Ethiopia is a little expensive to shoot in. 
Wasn't that one of the shithole countries? I can't remember if that was on the list or not. Oh, look, I'm getting that thing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. I'm, uh, my son's flight uh, got in early, and I got to get him. I got to go oh, get him. Really? Yeah, no, really. Let, let's let, let's send, send an Uber or something. He needs to see me because he has uh, a little anxiety. No, no, you know what? To, Phil. No, no, we'll, 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 we'll something. So he keeps using the hat because he's not a very social person. Like, he, 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 he hates when people sit next to him in a restaurant or anything like that. And he keeps using the hat to get him out of these uh, situations because it repels people. Now, what I thought was really interesting, first of all, this guy's a Bernie fan in real life. He doesn't like Trump. This is not really a pro-Trump thing. But he's kind of pointing out how how the left is acting like babies like like ever since trump won they're just they've just kind of devolved into into being a child about all of this to the point where they can't hang out with people that have a different point of view meaning half the country they vilify half the country so he's not pro trump but he's pointing out the hypocrisy in these these uh, so-called um uh tolerant people and what I think he he did this this next thing I'm going to talk about. I don't think he did this on purpose, but there he I think he was subtly pointing out how these people don't have balls and how they're armed with passive aggressiveness. How they're just they're 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 running on pure passive aggressiveness, and how they can't confront situations. They can't handle these sort of situations that they manufacture themselves. It's not a, like someone wearing a MAGA hat isn't a situation. But they conjure that up in their in their head. They create that narrative in their head, and uh, it's such a big deal to them. And uh, that's how detached from reality everyone like that is. And um, and uh, it's funny because then there was a situation where he was he Larry David is driving his his electric car and and uh, he almost hits a biker. This really strong testosterone fueled biker and then when when the biker's like what the fuck are you doing what the he, he, actually you know what let me play this <laughs> what the fuck are you doing oh you little fucker uh, i'm sorry i didn't see you what the fuck i'm so sorry, sorry i didn't you see out of you. that fucking car you little shit i'm sorry i didn't see oh. you just be more careful next time okay we'll do we'll do okay so the biker totally changed his tone when he put on the MAGA hat. Now, again, it, it shows how tribal we all are. There's the MAGA people and there's the left people and everyone, you know, it, it, it's, it's become way more. We've become so part of our side to where it, before it didn't really matter day to day. People didn't really talk about politics. People didn't re- like you voted one way or another and that's it. And, you know. When you voted, you voted. You, no, no one really wore that on their sleeve, like their feelings. No one really did that. But now, I mean, so this is basically showing, like, oh, he put on the MAGA hat. He's on my team. Uh, I'll let this one slide. But um, what I do like that that this pointed out also was that um, this guy was was a guy, and he confronted this guy for almost hitting him on his bike. <laughs> And everyone else before would kind of just uh, squirm in their seats and, and that's it. And they wouldn't mention anything. 
So it's like one side is really passive aggressive and one side is really aggressive aggressive, which was kind of int- I don't think they did that on purpose. But either way, I think that this is how you're supposed to do comedy. I think that that the reason why something like this is so important and remember last week when I said movies aren't important. Comedy's a little different because comedy kind of figures out what is going on in culture. Comedy's philosophy and it and it kind of projects back what is happening in culture. So like when you hear stand-up comedy, it's a really good barometer of what is happening what the temperature of the nation is. So there's a pushback right now. So again, there was the Dave Chappelle uh, uh, comedy special. There was the the Ricky Gervais Golden Globes thing. And now there's this. This guy's... The reason why this is to me really important and really interesting is that this guy isn't coming out as a Trump supporter. He's not a Trump supporter. But he is making a, a, a really intelligent Trump joke. In the same breath, he's making fun of liberals and conservatives. I think that uh, that is super important, and and it kind of, um, it kind of uh, destroys this boundary that we've put in between one another. So um, it's it's I I'm very interested to see where he takes this, but but this is um, a really good trend that I want to continue to see. So another thing from a few days ago that I wanted to talk about that just came out on the day that the other podcast came out, so I just missed it, was there was um controversy. Again, it's fake controversy. It's busybodies just trying to ruin things that have existed for a long time. They want to destroy everything. And uh, Hank Azaria, who voices Apu in The Simpsons, he also does like a bunch of other voices. He's been there since 1989. Um, he he voices a poo, and uh, finally, he just quit. He he's quitting. He's done. So this headline says Hank Azaria, who's white. This is from NBC. I didn't even know that that NBC Asian America has a Twitter, but I guess that they do because uh, they're woke. I don't know. Hank Azaria, who's white, has long voiced the fictional Indian-American Quickie Mart owner who many consider offensive towards the South Asian-American community. I fucking hate when people use community. Oh, so that means all those people are supposed to supposed to agree with one another? So you're allowed to be offended for all of them? They all think the same? First of all, Indian... America, India, Indian Americans are probably the most successful segment of the population. They're the richest. They're the most educated. They're the smartest. I I mean, these people are not oppressed. I mean, maybe in their own country, in India they are, but in the United States they're thriving. So do we really need, first of all, do we really need an NBC Asian America on Twitter? Can't they just be... NBC. This is it's so funny that that the people who are so called um, progressive and not racist are 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 the ones who are who are um, segregating everyone. This is segregation. It's a form of it. You're treating people differently based on the color of their skin and origin. I mean, that's crazy to me. How about instead of saying 
uh, South Asian American, just say American. And, and stop using South Asian American community. That's not a thing. It's never been a thing. It will never be a thing. So when it says... Um, when it says uh, whom many consider offensive toward the South Asian American community, um, you, you're talking about just white, probably women, busybodies who have nothing better to do but destroy something that's been around since 1989, has never offended anyone remotely. It's like, it's like the... What's that football team? The Redskins. The Washington Redskins. Uh, American Indians, let's just call them Indians, are not offended by the Redskins. You know who is? White, probably women, busybodies. People who are offended on behalf of others. Do we really need to bend over backwards for people who have no hobbies and maybe don't have kids? Like, do we really need to keep paying attention to these people who write angry letters all the time? These people who uh, try to sue Target for not selling them a a, a $200 toothbrush, which if you try to buy that in general, you're an idiot, uh, for one cent? Do we really need to pay attention to these people? These people are minorities who are dumb and they're not the they're not the majority of the population these people are disruptors not in a good way typically when i think of disruptors i'm like oh uber is a disruptor of the taxi cab industry that's pretty cool but no these people are disruptors of culture these people are disruptors of traditionalism these people don't revere anything these people look at anything that's been around for forever as a bad thing and, and uh, they constantly need to update and replace things without figuring out what they need to update and replace them with. Can we stop paying attention to these people who are, who are dumb and not impressive? Like, Apu in The Simpsons is not a... I mean, I've seen pretty much every episode. He's not offensive. Just because a white guy voices him means it's offensive? They do. What about what about uh, Groundskeeper Willie, who is voiced by n- someone who's not Scottish? Or what about the white trash guy? Is that offensive towards people who live in Middle America? Oh no, because because it's to white people. You know what's good about these kinds of shows, like South Park or The Simpsons or Family Guy or any of these shows? They make fun of everyone. Are some people so sacred to to you woke people that you can't make fun of them? No, you're they're, they're, you're allowed to make fun of everyone. When you're protecting one group of people, you're the racist for thinking that they need protection to begin with. Um, there was a couple other things I was gonna talk about. For it's funny how how these kinds of stories are are pure. They're fake. They're fake. They start trending on Twitter and they trend on on Reddit or whatever, but they're fake. They're fake out. It's 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 all fake outrage. So um, every couple of years, they regurgitate these sort of fake outrage stories. So uh, Com de Garçon was sorry for using cornrow wigs on white fashion models. But you know what? Who You know who else was sorry? Mark Jacobs in 2017. He admits that the dreadlocks that they used for their runway show were insensitive. I found this thing that someone wrote that said, uh, whites have been wearing dreadlocks since at least the Bronze Age. It was popular among the 
can't I, I don't know Scythians I don't know how to read that and other uh, step warriors black racial narcissists and their virtuous uh, and their vicarious white enablers don't know this and so they make it an issue of cultural appropriation which isn't a thing to begin with so every so often these sorts of things get regurgitated and people are again up in arms about it but it, it's like three people three people who have a following and they rile other people up and they make it a problem it's not a pro- like no one cares they forget about it the next day Mo- this is a good rule of thumb most people who are offended about something aren't really offended I mean, in in essence, that's what virtue signaling is. You're not really offended. It's not really ruining ruining your day. You're not so debilitated by and 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 you're not and so angry that you can't even get out of bed in the morning because of it. These people are sad, pathetic losers who need these stories to 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 exist. They need it as part of their identity. Um. I think we should celebrate cultural appropriation and not view it as a negative thing. It's how we trade. You know who doesn't culturally appropriate? The Muslims. <laughs> That's why they're so dangerous. The Muslims don't assimilate into any country. So they go into, they embed themselves in countries. They pretend to be the victim and say, we we need uh, to seek refuge. And then they uh, start ma- taking over whole neighborhoods. And then before you know it, they take over countries like Sweden and Germany and France and England and all these countries that are losing their natural their national identity. Those people don't assimilate. Those people don't culturally appropriate. So if you are talking about cultural appropriation as a bad thing, I view, as a, I view it as a good thing. It's how we trade with one another as people. It's it's how we if it's it's how we start to um what's it called? It's it's how we can um relate with one another it's very important to do that so the muslims don't do it and uh i guess now white liberals don't do it either (laughs) um but yeah guys i wanted to talk you know what i'm gonna talk about the netflix show on uh the new netflix show on friday's podcast because i think that's an important story and I have only a few minutes left, so you know what? I'm just going to end it here. That is Sadcast episode 84. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you.